Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, and you are someone who wants to operate from your highest self to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. Hey, Joyful Journeyer, Anita Adams here, your host. And today I want to talk about self-love. I realize this is a topic I weave into a lot of my work and in other episodes. It's just super important. And I've come to recognize from the work I've done on myself over the years and with my clients that self-love is the foundation that we need to have in place in order to build a most remarkable life. It all starts there. So this is a topic we need to explore more and come back to from time to time. If you want to create a life of purpose, well-being, and the greatest joy possible, you must learn to love yourself so deeply that you become unshakable. For the purpose of this discussion, this is how I define self-love. Self-love is accepting yourself as you are in this very moment for everything that you are without judgment. It means accepting your emotions for what they are and putting your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being first. How are you at doing that? Are you putting your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being before anything else? I know I certainly haven't done that until just a few years ago when my business coach sent me into the woods to calm my anxiety. Something much greater happened, though, and I'll come back to that in a bit. First, it's important to understand how not loving yourself completely shows up for you. What is the impact that has on your life? For me, it showed up in the belief that I was not enough, not smart enough or capable enough. And that led to me seeking validation from others, which led to destructive behaviors that just about ruined my family life. I share that story in episode number two called How Finding Clarity Saved My Marriage. The clarity I speak of in that episode came from looking inward to better understand who I really am. What I didn't emphasize enough in that that episode, though, is that In order to find that kind of clarity, you need to have a very healthy sense of self-love. Low self-love can manifest in all sorts of ways. It can shut you down emotionally, physically, mentally, sexually, spiritually, creatively. A lot of people, and I think women particularly, and then doubly so if you are a mother or caretaker, do not make time for themselves to develop their self-love. Self-love is a beautiful skill you can master, though, one you can work on every day, one that will bring you pleasure, boost your confidence, strengthen your relationships with others, and open the door to hearing the guidance of your inner wisdom. 
being aware of the language you use when talking or thinking about yourself and your life is an important way to deepen your love and respect for yourself. So take note of that critical voice. And when it appears, acknowledge it for what it is, which is often fear trying to push you down so you don't do anything that takes you out of your comfort zone. And then hit the reset button. You can do that by simply saying something like, I take that back. And then rephrase your negative statement or thought with a positive, loving statement or thought. Some things I used to say a lot to myself that undermined my self-love were things like, oh, Anita, you're being such an idiot. What a stupid idea. I can't believe you got that wrong. My biggest Achilles heel was believing I wasn't smart enough. You can see how that came through in the language I was using with myself. Every once in a while, I still catch myself saying or thinking these things. I've got a lot of years, a lot of years of training to undo. And when I catch myself, I take a second to lovingly address the negative thought. Oh, Anita, I say to myself, you are not being an idiot. That wasn't a stupid idea. And there is nothing wrong with getting it wrong. That's how you learn and grow. Negative self-talk not only reveals a low level of self-love, it is also a barrier to accessing inner wisdom. I've shared before that our inner wisdom is our internal compass that is trying to guide us to the best version of who we are and the grandest version of our life. So we need to hear that voice and follow the directions it gives. In order to, to hear it and to trust it, you guessed it, you have to have a healthy dose of self-love. So again, start by paying attention to what you are saying or thinking about yourself. Awareness is the key to any lasting change. Even if you say unkind things in jest, they are harmful as your thoughts and words create your reality. Not only will your belief in those negative statements grow stronger when you continue to say them, others will also start believing them about you. So I encourage you to be very mindful of the language you use and be loving with yourself always. While you are working on becoming more mindful of your thoughts and words about yourself, explore what self-love means to you. Expressions of self-love are different for each of us. So what are meaningful ways that you can express your love for self? Here are a few ideas. Give yourself a break from self-judgment. Set healthy boundaries. Forgive yourself. For many people, self-love is another way to say self-care. To practice self-care, we often need to go back to the basics and listen to our bodies. Take breaks from work and move and stretch. Put the phone down or close the computer and connect to yourself and others or do something creative. What are some other acts of self-love that would be meaningful to you? The possibilities are endless. Be creative and make it a priority to do something for you every day. A friend of mine tracks her self-love activities by placing a heart in her digital calendar next to the things she does that are for her. I love this idea because she can see at a glance how much or how little she is making her self-care a priority and adjust accordingly. 
Pay attention to how much love and self-care you are giving yourself and pay attention to the things you say and think about yourself. Again, awareness is the key to any lasting change. Most people walk through life unaware, asleep if you will, to their thoughts and feelings and even their actions. Not you, of course. You are paying attention because you are on a journey, a joyful journey to your best self and your best life. And that starts by making you a priority to get to know who you really are and to love who you are. Perhaps that sounds a little odd. Perhaps you think, of course I know who I am. A lot of people don't though, and they move through life operating from a place of who they think they should be, who their friends, parents, partners, family members, society, the media tells them they should be. They are not operating from a true place of understanding who they really are. And the only way you know who you truly are is by looking inward and becoming aware of your thoughts and feelings. Let's explore what that inward looking journey is a bit more. What does that even mean? I've touched on this before too in previous episodes, and it's worth repeating. Looking inward is about getting to know yourself, just like you would try to get to know a new friend or a lover. Be curious ask questions, remain open and accepting of the answers that come. A beautiful place to start is to simply ask, who am I? I personally like doing this on my mindful solo walks through nature. You can also do this when you are meditating or journaling. Allow your stream of consciousness to flow unfiltered and without judgment. When I first started asking myself, who am I? And I do like coming back to this question from time to time. I would rattle off a bunch of things that I already understood about myself and feel confident about. I am an awesome mom. I am a loving wife. I am a tree-hugging nature enthusiast. I am a hiker, kayaker, and cycler. I am an entrepreneur. I am healthy and relatively fit, working on removing the word relatively. I am a spiritual being. And then I started thinking about the things I didn't believe I was, but wanted to be. I want to be more confident. I want to be financially secure. I want to be funnier. I want to be smarter. These wants revealed some limiting self-beliefs. I didn't feel confident, financially secure, funny or smart, or more accurately, smart enough to achieve my goals. This is where the deep dive into understanding yourself begins and where it can take you into some dark corners of your mind and who you think you are, corners you may be resistant to shine a light on. I encourage you to hold that light up high though and look, really look at who you are choosing to be and why. When you identify those limiting beliefs, your job is to explore them, turn them around in your head and examine them from every angle. Be gentle and lovingly curious. Remember, you are trying to get to know yourself by building a relationship with yourself. Just like building a relationship with a new friend or lover, you wouldn't attack or criticize them if they vulnerably shared their truth with you. Hold the same kind of space for yourself in this exploration. I like thinking of this inward looking journey like it's a love affair with yourself because that kind of mindset around the experience 
opens up your heart and enables you to to move out of your limiting self-beliefs into powerful, life-affirming beliefs. Beliefs that will bring more love into your life and make you unshakable so you can stand firmly in your truth, the truth of who you are. I did a lot of work on myself over the years to overcome my limiting self-belief that I wasn't smart enough. And in the process, a greater love for self started to bloom. The biggest change came though when I started walking in nature every day. At first, when I started my daily nature walks, almost three years ago now, I didn't notice those growing feelings of self-love. In fact, I can't even put an exact time frame on when that started happening. It was gradual. It unfolded over several months of daily mindful walking in nature. My anxiety about what was happening in my life and in the world was the first thing that began to subside, which was actually the reason for the walks in the first place. Soon I started to feel grateful for the beautiful environment that surrounded me. And I began to feel a oneness with that environment. At the same time, a love for nature started to bubble up more than ever before. And because I also felt one with nature, that love for nature seeped over and became love for self. I was noticing my environment in a way I hadn't before. I was noticing its imperfection and how perfect it was in its imperfection. The tree that was tilted to one side, the gangly roots that crawled over the dead stumps, the bright yellow dog's vomit slime mold, seriously, that's what it's called, growing on those fallen logs. All of it in its entirety was beautiful and so perfect. I had fallen deeply in love with this environment. I could physically feel this love for the forest. My heart felt like it was pressing up against my rib cage, demanding more room. And in that expansiveness, I noticed more room. And with that room, more loving feelings towards who I am. I also started to think about my imperfections and how perfect they made me, just as the imperfections of the forest make it whole, unique, and infinitely interesting. Those previously labeled imperfections no longer felt like imperfections, wishing I was 10 pounds lighter, wishing I was funnier, wishing I had a better memory. These are all little things among a myriad of other little things that I thought made me lesser than. My time in nature allowed me to understand this is who I am, and I'm pretty awesome just the way I am. This new belief didn't happen overnight. It was a gradual acceptance of loving what is. That doesn't mean I stopped wanting to lose 10 pounds or stopped wanting to be funnier. These remain to be things I can and want to work on. It just means I've stopped thinking of myself as lesser than because I'm not these things or not yet. That love for self is still growing too, which I find really exciting as I've come to understand that love is infinite and with it, so is our potential and the possibilities for our life. How cool is that? 
Making yourself a priority to get to know yourself by investing time with yourself is how you deepen your love for yourself. And when you have that deep love of self, that's when you become unshakable. That's when you have the ability to create a life you absolutely love, no matter what kind of challenges are thrown at you. And the greater your vision or your dream, the bigger those challenges may be. Joyful journeyer, I hope you are making yourself a priority by investing time with you to fall in love with who you are. The deeper your love for self, the deeper you'll experience love for others and from others. It all starts with you. And if you don't know this already, you are pretty freaking awesome. All right, sending you lots of love, Joyful Journeyer, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose, or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking. And you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.